Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. You guys up for a toga party? Toga! Toga! I think I like the idea, who? Toto? I'm feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Welcome to Classic Movie Night with your host, Anna and Sean Allen. Tonight's episode, the 1965 classic, The Sound of Music, starring Julie Andrews and Christopher Plummer, directed by Robert Wise. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Our Child, sucking the energy out of Anna. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Anna. Hi. I'm Sean. I'm Anna. And, uh... This is the podcast where we watch classic movies and break them down and uh, chat about them. Right. Yes. And for new listeners, we are husband and wife. Yeah. And we have a baby on the way. And we have a baby on the way. It's very cool. Yeah. The baby's sponsoring this podcast, which is awesome. Ching, ching. Yeah. Right from the womb. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So quick breakdown. We talk about some trivia, then we run down the movie and... uh, talk some reviews and uh real quick i guess we should mention this um originally the movie that we were going to watch was what movie sleeping beauty sleeping beauty that's right but sleeping beauty is in the vault when we we thought that we owned it and we don't and i have a friend who probably owns it but she just had a baby and we would love to go and visit her but I didn't want to bug her about a movie when she just had a baby and we haven't seen the baby yet. So Yeah, and can't find <laughs> it anywhere online. Yeah. Like nowhere. I could only find it for sale places for like 50 bucks and nah, not worth it. So we had to throw an Audible in there. Okay. and We'll probably do Sleeping Beauty at some point. When it's available, yeah. Yeah. But um, so Anna chose The Sound of Music. That's where we're at now. I've had this movie in mind for weeks to watch for our podcast anyway so should we say anything about this week we have a big week this week do we have a big week this week yeah as far as seriously (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying to set it up anna okay well this week i had a second interview yesterday for a part-time job i really want yes and then tomorrow is our anniversary how many years? Do you know? I know how many years. I'm <laughs> quizzing you. No, I think it's my turn to quiz you. Tomorrow will be our fourth wet year anniversary, wedding anniversary. And? And what? And we've been together for 10 years. Yeah, well, give or take a few days. I mean, yeah, roughly. I mean, we didn't get together the day we got married, like that day, didn't it? Yeah, but we've known each other for 10 years in June. Yep. Yeah. yeah 10 years. Oh, man. Where's the time gone? (laughs) And uh, also, on Monday, we get to find out the sex of our baby and have the 20-week ultrasound. Yep. Super fun. That will be fun. exciting. Yep. Sean took the whole day off. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. (laughs) Um, And we're not going to do that like a, we want to know. 
yeah, we right, really right away. Know. And I don't think that we're probably not going to have any kind of big reveal or anything like that. We're probably just going to. Yeah, I think we should just tell everybody. Get down. Cat jumped on the table. May we get down? She wants to be a part no, of no, it. No, 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 no. She's trying to go to her basket. And she wants attention. And she wants to be a part of what we're doing. You ready to get on with the podcast? Yes. Cat's still on the table. I'm just checking to make sure that the cat didn't... Get down. She just knocked down Anna's mic. And causing a bunch of chaos. The pleasures of having cats. Right, Anna? Righto. We are <laughs> back on track. Righto. <laughs> um, so you ready to get into the podcast? Ready to get into the sound of music? Yep. Okay, well, then it's time for trivia, trivia, trivia. Okay, so there's a lot of really good ones, and I'm going to read as many as I can. Maybe. Just go. <laughs> the cat's on the table again. All right, I'm just going to work through this. So Charmaine Carr, who played Liesel and was 21 years old at the time, wrote in her autobiography that she was attracted to the 35-year-old Christopher Plummer, who played her father. Plummer admitted that the feeling was mutual, but he insists that it didn't get beyond mere flirtation. And I'm just going to go right into the second one because well, on. <laughs> was dealing with the... <laughs> what, 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 do you, what are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on it? That, that they had an attraction to each other? Mm-hmm. I mean, from the, like, the, like, you know, she played his daughter in the movie. So if you look at it, like, that's a little strange, but she's 21. She, he's 35 decent age gap but it's not like super weird it's just a little weird well i feel like but like you said it was just flirting nothing major or anything so yeah. yeah i kind of feel like if she wrote that she was attracted to him it doesn't necessarily mean that she would have even dated him had he asked her you know she probably would have well i just mean that like he was such a heartthrob when I was 21, I would not have dated a 35-year-old no matter how attracted I was. Different strokes for different folks. I don't, I don't know. That's what I think. <laughs> a lot of people in their 20s date older people. Yeah, I had friends that did and stuff. Uncommon. It's not super weird or anything. It's just... Like if, I said, it's if a she little just, weird. If she just said that she was attracted to him, it doesn't necessarily mean that she wanted to be with him or anything. Yeah. You know? Yeah. People can be attracted to people without speculation. True that? Trivia, trivia, trivia. Julie, Julie Andrews saying supercalifragilisticexpialidocious to the children in the cast to entertain them between shooting. Since Mary Poppins in 1964, the previous year, hadn't yet been released, they just thought she'd made up the song for them. Yeah, we'll get like, like I have a few notes about the songs and stuff. So when we yeah. get to the breakdown, I'll... But she's saying a song from Mary Poppins to the kids. Like... To entertain them. And they had no idea what it was. That's oh, the point of that. Oh, okay. Sorry. I, I, I miss a little bit of that because the cat's trying to get back into the game. Oh, my sorry. gosh. Maybe uh, we should lock her in the bedroom because I love you, but you're No, it's fine. It's fine. Just, just go on to the next one. Okay. <laughs> trivia. 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 Um, okay. While the Von Trapp family hiked over the Alps to Switzerland in the movie, in reality, they walked to the local train station and boarded the next train to Italy. From Italy... Okay, so this is the real family. I'm just going to start over since you're here now. So while the real Von Trapp family hiked over the Alps to Switzerland in the movie, the fake... Okay, the movie one hiked over the Alps to Switzerland. In reality, the real von trapp family walked to the local train station and boarded the next train to italy from italy they fled to london and ultimately to the usa 
So, so uh, the movie made it way more dramatic? Sol- I'm just going to continue because okay, okay. this tells you. Salzburg is, in fact, only a few miles away from the Austrian-German border and is much too far from either the Swiss or Italian borders for a family to escape by walking. Had the Von Trapps hiked over the mountains, they would have ended up in Germany near Adolf Hitler's mountain retreat. <laughs> Perfect. I, I wonder why the movie decided to do that. I think it's because of the song. Because it's climb every mountain, and they play that song. Yeah. Um, I think they just thought with the the song, it would be more um, continuous. You think so? Probably. Plus, they it's called the sound of music. It starts on the hills, and I think they might have wanted it to end on the hills, like kind Probably, of wrap yeah. around and end where it began. Yeah. Like I can kind of see why they did it. It just when I read that, I was like, wow, like that makes total sense, and I. I wondered, I was like, Switzerland, we just went to Europe. So I was seeing the maps in my head from planning our trip going, Switzerland is not close to Austria. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. um, So that makes sense. Yeah. I remember thinking that watching this again. So, Hmm. Oh, also, just so everybody knows, uh, Sean had not seen this movie before. I had seen it and loved it and... Yes. It's always had a special place in my heart. Well, so. I guess that's one thing that we didn't mention on, on top that we usually do is um, the movies that we pick every week, at least one of us um, hasn't seen it. Yeah. And we alternate every week. Sometimes both chooses. of us haven't seen it. Yeah, so. but by rule, one at least one of us can't have, can't of have seen it. Can't have seen can't it. Can't have seen yeah. it. Trivia, trivia, trivia. Okay. When Maria is running through the courtyard to the Von Trapp house in I Have Confidence, she trips. This was an accident. However, director Robert we- Robert Wise yeah. liked this so much that he kept it in the movie. He felt it added to the nervousness of the song and the character. And I actually remember specifically that part when she trips, and I always thought it was genius. Nice. It, it looks natural, like she did it on purpose. Yeah. Um, a lot of times you see those... Um, like like a mistake that will happen that the director will keep in a movie. Like you're saying, like um, last week when we did Indiana Jones, the fly in the mouth, mm-hmm. how that was a plan, but then that kind of, you know, turns into one of those moments. And That's art, man. That's art, man. <laughs> that's how it works. Sometimes you just go with the flow. Yep. Okay, so this is when I kind of knew, but I didn't know it to this extent. Trivia, trivia, trivia. Christopher Plummer intensely disliked working on the film. He's been known to refer to it as the sound of mucus or S and M. And likened working with he likened working with Julie Andrews to being hit over the head with a big Valentine's Day card every day. <laughs> and that's a quote. Nonetheless, he and Andrews have remained friends o- ever since. Well, that's nice. It actually says close friends, but I kind of doubt that after. <laughs> That's nice that they're able to remain friends after he slammed her. Yeah. He he is probably just, it's probably just sounds like that she just had a lot of positive energy and it just kind of, it was a lot, it was like a little too much for him. I think. That's what it sounds, it doesn't sound like it was like a, like she was a bitch or something like that. Yeah. She's just a very cheerful person, like all the time and her. I can kind of understand what he means because in, in working with her, that's her character. That's who she yeah, is. Yeah, so she was probably like staying in character a lot of the time. Or, you know, yeah. just trying to keep that energy up. And yeah. yeah. I'm betting it's more of an energy thing, but it's just funny. The Valentine's Day card made me laugh. Trivia, trivia, trivia. 
After the von Trapps fled Austria, their home was taken over by Heinrich Himmler, one of the key players of the Nazi party. Adolf Hitler personally visited Himmler there several times. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't really know what to say or think about it either. It's just it, like it needed to be read. <laughs> yeah. Um, like they fled their home. And I think that's the Nazi in the movie who is like trying to imprison him. But I might be wrong. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just crazy that one of the Nazis moved into their house after they left. It makes sense, though, because, I mean, that that house was a reflection of their actual house. That's kind of what they did. You know what I mean? If there's a big, giant, open house, then the Nazis, yeah, you know what I mean? they took it. War, yeah. In wartime, and when you're, con- like, taking over lands and stuff like that, you know, that kind of stuff happens. Okay, you ready? Yep. 16 Going on 17 was shot in the gazebo, one of the last to be done. On the first take... Charmaine Carr, Liesel, slipped while leaping across a bench and fell through a pane of glass. Although she was not badly injured, her ankle was hurt, and the scene was later shot with her leg wrapped and makeup covering the bandages. Hey, she's uh, she sounds like she um, powered through it. Yeah, hard knock life. Hard knock life. Here's the other cat, and she is right on my phone. Okay, ready? Next Trivia, one. trivia, trivia. This one's really short. Julie Andrews had to learn how to play the guitar, especially for this film. So she learned to play the guitar just for this movie. Nice. Yeah. It's always fun to uh, have a reason to learn a new talent. Mm-hmm. I wonder if she got paid for her lessons. <laughs> I mean... I doubt it. 1960... It was today, then yes. 1965? No way. Ah. Uh, I would question it. I don't know if I would necessarily just say no way, but probably leaning that way. I I don't think she had done a whole lot before this either. Like she was in Mary Poppins and that was really big, but it hadn't even been released yet when they were filming this movie. Yeah. So I don't think she was big enough at this point. Trivia, trivia, trivia. Very little background information on the real Captain Von Trapp was known or available to Christopher Plummer. So the actor took to Salzburg, took to the Salzburg Mountains with an interpreter. There they met with, okay, so in the movie, they pronounce his name Georg? Yes. Um, There they met with Georg's nephew and asked him what the real man was like. The nephew told them that he was the most boring man he'd ever met. Perfect. (laughs) Nice. How many more of these you got? Um, I just lost my place, so hold on a sec. Perfect. Three left. Three left? All right, let's do it. Trivia, trivia, trivia. So this one's really sad. I told you a little bit about this one. The movie is based on Maria von Trapp's 1949 memoir, The Story of Von Trapp, the Van, uh, the Story of the Von Trapp Family Singers. She also published another book, Maria, in 1972, and said that while she was able to attempt the opening of the, I'm sorry, while she was able to attend the opening of the musical on Broadway, she did not have the same luck with the film premiere in 1965. She was able to convince the 20th Century Fox to let her see a preview of the movie and expected an invitation to the premiere. But when I, quote, when I didn't hear anything about it and no invita- invitation arrived, I really humbled myself to go and ask the producer whether I would be allowed to come. He said he was very sorry indeed, but there were no seats left, end quote. So basically, in a nutshell, since I was stuttering a little bit, the real Maria von Trapp wrote her memoir. They based this movie on it, and then they did not allow her at the premiere. That would never, and in such a large movie, that would never go down today. Yeah, you know, they would definitely make sure that the it person was, her was there. Life. 
and they yeah. didn't let her come. <laughs> yeah, no, that's crazy. What, 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 what does sad. it mean? There was no seats left. Yeah, it's basically like I mean, you, that's you can find a seat a, as a producer. That's you saying you're not coming. Bring in a folding chair. Put it in the back. Yeah, like that's that's just plain. Yeah. We don't want you to come. Trivia, trivia, trivia. When Maria and the captain are are at the gazebo, Julie Andrews couldn't stop laughing due to a lightning lighting device that was making, in her words, a raspberry every time she learned. I'm sorry. Every time she. This is the part of the live performance where the crowd will start clapping and cheering to push you push you on. Yeah, because she kept laughing. No, because you keep stumbling over your words <laughs> as you're reading. <laughs> yeah, so Julie Andrews was laughing, and I can't talk. We have that in common for yeah. our performances. <laughs> uh, anyway, she couldn't stop laughing at a lighting device that was making a raspberry noise every time she leaned in to kiss Plummer. After more than 20 takes, the scene was altered to, to silhouette the two and to hide Andrew's giggles. So that silhouette when they're in the gazebo is on purpose because she was laughing. That's, that's kind of, I think that worked out because that's a, I, I like that shot. It was very so, classic feeling. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. It's just funny that she was laughing the whole time. Yeah. Like if they turned on the lights, she was just not in character. Yeah. <laughs> trivia, trivia, trivia. All right, this is my last one, and it's kind of long, so I hope I don't fumble on it again. This is a big one, too. I've, this felt, like, big to me. Okay, you ready? Of course you're ready. Make sure you're talking into the mic. As part of his research for the film, William Wyler met with the real Maria von Trapp and the mayor of Salzburg. Wyler was concerned that the local residents would be alarmed at seeing their buildings draped with Nazi flags and seeing stormtroopers in the streets only 25 years after the real thing had taken place. The mayor assured him that the residents had managed to live through the An- Anschluss? I don't know that word, and I probably should. I probably just butchered it. They had lived through it the first time and would survive it again. Other city officials were much more resistant to the idea of decorating Salzburg with Nazi colors. They soon changed changed their mind when the filmmakers said they would use newsreel footage instead. This footage was actually highly highly incriminating as it showed the Salzburgers openly welcoming the Nazis, something that the proposed scenes for the film would not do. So they ended up using the Nazi flags and Mm -hmm. staging everything in Mm -hmm. the city. Yeah. Um, instead of using the real footage just for that reason that the Salzburgers in Austria were welcoming the Nazis, which makes sense. I mean, they addressed that in the... Uh, Austria accepted Germany's place in the war. Yeah. You know, like they were one of... I think they were one of the first to do so. And I think that this is important because it shows their regret over that. Um, but I just thought... I read that and I just thought, wow. like <laughs> So they... They thought it was better to rehang everything and act it out than to show the real footage, mm-hmm. which I kind of get. Yeah. I, f- I almost feel like it's a catch-22, though. Like, you kind of, um, it's like choosing between the lesser of two evils, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, isn't it? I think, I don't know if it's just in, in particular countries, but isn't it illegal now to do anything like that? Like, even if it's for a movie? I don't, in I Europe? Don't know. You mean like to hey, do what? To hang uh, any kind of swastikas or anything. I have no idea. Yeah. On the legalities, you know. I know that, um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I like had a thought and it went away. I have and that closes brain. the trivia, trivia, trivia segment. Yep, that's it. And now 
Anna. We are on to the movie breakdown. You just threw the outline. The movie rundown. He threw it on the ground. <laughs> All right. So I this is a long movie. It is a long movie. I didn't quite realize it was a long movie until after I rented it and I saw the runtime at nearly three hours. But it doesn't really feel like a long movie when you're watching it. No, no, it does. It, the it, the pace is good. Yeah. But when when the movie starts off, it starts off with a um a series of scenic shots of like the countryside and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. And with how long these shots were um were lasting and how many there were, I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> this is going to be long. Yeah. But those were some nice shots. It gave a good feel for the area and, you know, what's the setting and everything. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then after those shots, we go directly in to the sound of music. Yeah. Her singing on the mountaintop. The hills are alive. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> It's like in Indiana Jones when I said that I didn't realize that the that the um, the boulder scene was so early in the movie. No idea with this either that this happened very first thing. So that kind of, I was like, oh, okay, here we go. Yep. Right. Yep. So um, yeah, the the iconic shot, which by the way looked, we rented the HD version. Worth it. Looked great. So worth like, it. This movie looks like it could have been shot like a few years ago yeah right it looked beautiful i wish i almost wish that they had a 4k version we could have rented but i would i'd really like to have a physical copy of this movie at some point and we'll buy the highest quality of it because they've really remastered it well yeah um mm-hmm. but first thing i noticed was that we 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 watch we're watching these classic movies and I never really appreciated the cinematography and the directing, the direction in these older movies. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that I had a, um, had a certain, certain idea in my head of how older movies were, and they're all kind of cheesy and stuff like that, and not shot well and stuff. But we watch movie after movie, and I'm just like, I'm, I'm admiring a lot of the camera work and the stuff. cinematography, yeah, the cinematography and whatnot. And that was no different, starting with this opening shot. In this movie, that's something that's really continuous. Every scene is planned out very well. It's staged really well. The camera placement is just perfect. And sometimes it swoops around. Sometimes it's just stagnant. But it always makes sense for what's happening. Yeah. And you feel like you're there when you're watching it. Yeah, they do a good job with that. And also, like Anna had said, I had never seen this movie before. So I had no idea who she was, right? Who was? Um, Julie Andrews' character, Maria. Oh, okay. Like, I always had this thought that she was the mom of the family. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, I had no idea what the story was, basically. I had, I've seen clips of stuff here and there, but nothing ever to put the storyline together at all. You know, I've just seen like, like, a, like Anna watching a YouTube video of a song or something like that. Yeah, so, I watch the songs every now and then because I love it. And part of the reason why I've never watched this movie before is because a couple times in my life when I've thought about watching it, I was like, this is a three-hour-long musical. I'm good. <laughs> but um, so... Are you glad you did watch it now? Yes. Yeah. And then so um, so after, after she sings The Sound of Music, uh, you hear bells ring off in the distance and she runs off. 
Yeah, because she's late for church. Yeah, my immediate thought <laughs> is they sounded like church bells, so I thought it had something to do with church. But I had no idea that we we're going to a monastery, mm-hmm. right? And that she's a nun. Mm-hmm. Like that, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I, didn't, I did not know this, right? Yeah. So, so she runs to the uh, monastery, right? But we don't see her running there right away. It no, goes no. to the nuns themselves. Yeah, it goes to the nuns. We're introduced to some of the nuns. Mm-hmm. And then they sing, How Do You Solve a... Is the song called How Do You Solve a Problem Like Maria? That's what I would call it. Yeah. If that's not what it's called. <laughs> um, It's my least favorite song in the whole movie. I, I like it. A lot of people love it. I wouldn't say I loved it. That's not the word I used, but I liked it. I don't like it because I feel like Maria's not that bad. <laughs> um, I just think in the context of they're nuns. Yeah, and she's a she's basically like a free spirit working in a or, you know, trying to become a nun. So that's true. It makes sense. So to them, she's like crazy. And this is this also takes place in the 40s. Right. Right. Yeah. Would it be late 30s or early 40s um, when the movie actually takes place? Do they say or do we know? In either case. um, So there were even more, you know, old school back then, I guess I could say. Yeah. You know? And with the way that she behaved. I mean, yeah, like you said, it's not like she was like like doing drugs or anything like that. She was just happy. She's a little too happy for the nuns. Yeah. Basically. And um, one thing that I kept track of was songs in this movie that I did not know were from this movie. Oh, that's cool. And this was one of them. And But how did you know the song then if you didn't know it was from this movie? Okay, okay. So this is what I think. I think that my middle my middle school choir teacher was a fan of The Sound of Music. Okay. <laughs> because I'm pretty sure that I sang this song in choir when I was in middle school. A couple of these songs. That's pretty And I cool. had no idea. To me, when we sang them, you know, I'm, you know, I'm what, like, how old are you? 12, 12 years old, 13 years old in middle school? Something like that? Well, um, it's 7th and 8th grade, right? Yeah. That's 13 and 14. Yeah, 13 and 14. I'm a 13, 14-year-old boy. I'm singing these songs. I'm like, what the hell is this? Not <laughs> not knowing what they were or where they're from or anything like that at the time. But so there's kind of... Did you know all the words still? No, I didn't. You didn't? No, 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 no. But I totally... I, You know, I can't say... I, I just, I, I feel like we sang a few of these songs. Yeah. I can't say for 100% certainty that we did, but it, that's where my mind went when we're watching this movie. And then, um, so that was Anna's favorite song in the movie. No. <laughs> <laughs> and then so, where do we go to, Anna? So after that, um, after they are done singing it, almost, Maria runs into the courtyard where they're singing and talking about her and she washes her face with the water she doesn't see them right away and she's just running trying to get to um the chapel because there's this uh i'm not catholic so i don't know what it would be called a communion they're they're having like a communion or something that she's late for yeah um so she's just running through this courtyard trying to get there she knows she's late and she's just trying to get there fast and then she sees all of them and just stops and sighs and keeps going. <laughs> um, and then she has the conversation with the head nun. There's a name. Her, she has a name. Mother. Mother a- Abbess. Abbess. A-B-B-E-S-S. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember her face and you're looking at it? I'm looking at the IMDb page right now. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. I don't know how to say the last name. Abyss. Abyss. What? How do you spell it? A B B E S S. Ab Abyss. Anyway, that's her. <laughs> um. Okay. So she meets with her, and she basically she, is like, uh, they're, they're basically kicking her out. Well, first Maria is saying like, I'd just like to ask forgiveness, and she's like, I'm not bringing you here to confess, and she's like, Yeah. Well, I still want to say I'm sorry. Everywhere I go, I can't stop singing, and I actually I like that conversation when she says everywhere i go i can't stop singing she says something like that because it sets the tone for the rest of the music in the movie and it's it's it makes it not it makes the the music not separated from the movie it brings it together so yeah, that I can see that that makes sense so that like her defining that at the beginning and saying everywhere i go i can't stop singing when they're singing you see them singing and there's a part of you that's like they're really singing like <laughs> Um, especially when she's with the kids and everything. It's like that's what they're really doing. Even though that the choreography is very um, planned and like very staged, not like stage looking, but it looks like a movie when they're performing the songs. Mm -hmm. It's still... Well, it's... Yeah, it it's has It's still that. like set that tone at the yeah. beginning for like, you're here with us, you know? Like mm -hmm. she's really singing it and you're experiencing it. And Maria's really animated when she sings. Yeah, I love her voice. <laughs> I love Julia Andrews' voice. Yeah, and then... Um, did you know later she got, like, throat cancer? Yes, yeah. that I did know, yeah. So she can't sing anymore like yeah. that. Um, so... But it still is, like, just so calming to me. Yeah. yeah. So at this point... So at this point, they're basically... They, they're kind of tired of her. They want a break. So yeah. they're like, we're gonna... We're gonna it, well, they think it's in her best interest to get out of there for a while, too. Yeah, it's kind of like... It's, it's not completely selfish. Well, it, it is a little bit. Because I feel like it, you know, they weren't... Yeah, I Okay. In the song, obviously, they're not happy that she's yeah. there. Yeah. So I feel like there's a little alternative motive to them to them sending her off. But they send her off to be a... a governess. Governess Nanny. for the Von Trapp family. Yeah. And a governess is just a nanny for a rich family and that's what they call it because it's fancier. Fair enough. And then so as she's leaving, now so I don't know what these songs are called. So I just um You winged it. I winged it. So what is the song that she sings? When she's walking as to she, as she's the it's mansion? Like, it, it's like a continuous song as she's it's like her journey to the mansion she's singing a song. I have confidence. Way. Is that what it's called? I have confidence. Yes, it's okay. one of my favorite songs. Yeah, I wasn't movie. sure. I, I wrote down I wonder. Yeah. But I have confidence. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, And she sings that all the way. I love the part where she says, I have confidence in confidence alone. I have confidence in me. Nice. <laughs> um, I love yeah. that song. She's just going she's for so it. She's so animated in when that she's song. she's going down the street. I and love that part. she's jumping. One thing I thought was she could sing very well for how much she has a lot of stamina, mm -hmm. which obviously there was actually know. a point where you were still taking notes and I tapped you and I was like, Sean, you have to watch this part because she is like you just have to see her performance well, I, when I, she's I, singing it. I feel like most of the songs were recorded in a sound, you know, in a sound booth. Yeah. And they dubbed over. But, but she's still singing. Well, no, I know. Yeah. But watching the movie, you want to think like she's doing all this jumping around and dancing and running around and she's and she's singing so perfectly. 
Yeah. Even though, you know. Oh, so you were magic, thinking of it know. sarcastically? A little bit. No, no, not, not, not sarcastically. I was thinking... Just now I'm bummed because I love that part for that reason. Some things <laughs> popped into my head while we're watching this movie, like it's that. A, it's you know the what performance. I mean? That's what I was talking about. And, and then, um, and then the "Oh Help" line stood out to me as she yeah. saw the mansion as she, she got up there. She sings that song, and then she sees the mansion, and she. And, and then you mentioned the part where she says, trips. Oh help! Yeah, and then she runs up to the front door. <laughs> and at this point, I told Anna, "I'm like, imagine if you were the dad." And you're just looking out the window and you see this <laughs> lunatic jumping and running down the street, singing a song at the top of her lungs. And then she makes a beeline straight for your front door at full <laughs> She's speed. She's running full speed up to your door. It was a courageous thing. She like, had to run in order to make it there. Who's this chick? What the hell? <laughs> That's kind of what the butler's impression seemed like. Yeah, right. Like it he did. had seen her coming. <laughs> um who are you i loved how snooty the butler was and then um <laughs> okay so the butler lets her in and she she's just looking in awe at how big this place is well he leaves her alone and tells her to wait while yeah. he goes and gets the um the captain yeah and then so but she's yeah. kind of walking around looking at stuff and i and i noted um the ballroom because yes. i really liked the shot when she walked in there yeah. Um, it just kind of stood out to me. You like, can feel its importance yeah. and you know it's a ballroom right away. Oh, yeah. And so does she. Yeah. It's just so glorious. But that and also everything's just, gold. Just the way the shot was framed and the shadowing mm -hmm. and everything. One thing that I'm really appreciating about a lot of these old movies is their use of light. Yeah. They had some amazing, in my opinion, they had some amazing use of light in this movie. Yeah. And that was one of those scenes, too, that was like that. That stood out to me. I liked that part. When I was a kid, I loved that ballroom because it just looks, it looks like something that's only in a mansion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. So, so um, as she's checking out the ballroom, the, like um, right after that, this is where she first has her first introduction to the captain. Yeah, right. well, he comes in and finds her there and makes her come out and yeah. says, there's certain rooms in this house we don't go into. And then he mentions her clothes. Yeah, he basically is like, well, that's an ugly dress. <laughs> and and he was like, he's like, uh, she's like, I don't have anything better. I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but she's like, they, you know, when I move into the monastery, they took, we gave away all my stuff to the poor. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, well, where did you get that dress from? And she was like, the poor didn't want this one. Yep. Basic of how ugly it was. But she doesn't seem to mind. No, she doesn't. She's she just really happy doesn't. to to be there, right? She just I seems happy she just seems happy to be doing something. She be she just seems happy to be awake. I don't know. She's on Adderall or something. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's nervous, but she doesn't let it get a hold of her. She's so happy about everything. Yeah. She uses it as it you know what I learned recently while I've been interviewing and stuff? I've been thinking about how that nervous feeling that you get when you're doing something new and like it's especially when it's work related it can be really nerve-wracking yeah and if you let that nervousness nervousness take hold of you it can be crippling cripple crippling <laughs> crippleized <laughs> sounds um, like a snoop dog line or something <laughs> <laughs> crippleized no it, it can be crippling if you give into it but if you if you look at that feeling as excitement 
you really can turn it around and just see it as excitement and use that excitement. Yeah. Um, Because it's really the same feeling. And you just, it's that negative thoughts versus positive thoughts. It really makes a difference. And I think that she's just a positive person. Yeah, for sure. That's her character. Yeah, I can see that. Makes sense. Um, And then we're introduced to the kids. All seven of them. All seven of them. With a whistle. With a whistle. That whistle threw me off. I was like, what the hell is this? Because he was in the Navy. I was able to piece that together. <laughs> but um, there was one kid who did not run down to form a perfect line immediately. It's the one that starts with L. L- uh, Louisa? Yeah. Louisa was reading a book. So yeah. she just kind of strolled in there with her book and then the captain spanks her with it. Yeah. Th- just once. <laughs> She like sticks her butt out so he can smack it with the book and then she gets in line. Like it's just there every day. That happens all the time. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder if she gets that book back later or not because you never see it again. I don't think you see her reading again. I wonder if he slowly takes all of her books one by one because she didn't get in line in time or correctly. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt that, that they thought that much about it. I I'm pretty sure they did. I'm pretty sure they wanted me to have that thought process. Okay, fair enough. Um, so... Also, I wonder what she was reading. I might want to look that up later. Do you think that that we would know? You don't think it might have just been some random book? What if it was some book and she had her script pasted inside for her next lines? Oh. 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 Um, I don't think she was really reading it. I just think it was (laughs) a book specifically. Okay. You know what? People are going to like this conversation. Anna, Anna. I'm really into books lately, okay? Can we move on from the book? Yes. Probably one of the smallest points of this entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> so nobody cares. I'm messing with you. Um, so she's introduced to the kids and they all have like like a one liner that they all spout out like they're trained to say these lines. I'm Liesl and I don't I'm 16 years old and I don't need a governess. Do you memorize them all? No. Does that one? No, I don't remember them all. And then, um, and my, um, I wrote down the the part where they where she has the frog in her pocket. Yeah. So the kids like hey, explain how this happens because I kind of forget exactly the process of this happens. I think the kids are supposed to be welcoming her and they're like supposed to be giving her a hug or something. Yeah. But they kind of do it all at once and they slip the one of them slips the frog into her pocket and you never know which one it was. Yeah, and then you kind of quickly i i figured if they explained this beforehand or you, or if you just kind of get the message that the kids kind of have pushed away all the other all the other governesses the captain explains it to her yes that's and right. okay. you're kind of skipping a part too because between the introduction and this the well, introduction of the kids in this there's a part where the yes before the kids come into the room the captain is telling her the rules of the house and how strict it is. Yeah. And how he expects her to uphold this. And she argues with him and says, but they're children. What? It, when do they play? And she stands up to him about it. And he's just like, well, this is the way things are. But she really chews him out. Yeah. Um, I guess I just didn't then, find that noteworthy. And then once the kids are there, he wants her to learn all their whistles and says, the children will help you. And she refuses. And... She's like, whistles are for dogs, not for children. And yeah. and she refuses to use the whistle. Um, 
she goes on this whole thing about how children should be treated and how this isn't how they should be treated. And she's just completely defying him right from the beginning. Yeah, because after his wife died, he basically runs his house like the military. Yes. And that includes his kids are basically like soldiers in the way that he treats them. Yeah. And the rules of the house and all that kind of stuff. But I like the part when um, when he gives her the whistle and then as he's walking away, she whistles like towards him. She does a whistle for him. Yeah. And well, that's the thing because she says, I'll call the kids by their names. And then um, as he's walking away, she does that whistle at him and he stops and turns like it was the most disrespectful thing ever. And she says, I'm sorry, sir. I don't know the whistle for, I don't know the tune for you or whatever. And he says, you can just call me captain or something like that. I wish I could be like. It's just funny because he wants to be called by his name, but he doesn't want the children to be called by their names. So it's like, it kind of throws it back in his face. Yeah, but he is the captain, Anna. What were you going to say? I was going to say, how come I don't have a cool name that people could call me other than my real name? Because you're not a naval captain in Austria? Well, what about the maestro from Seinfeld? Uh, I don't remember who that is. So you're saying that I got... You're saying that if I join the military and become a captain, then you will call me captain? Please don't join the military. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, moving on. So then, um, not that I have, I don't have anything against any military at all. <laughs> I was just, I was I'm just, just saying, I, was just I don't want my husband I ju- to I, go I, to war. I, I, ju- I, I was just commenting on how he made everybody call him captain. Like, that's what you refer to him as. Like, there's no other captains. Like, he's the captain of captains. Well, he's the captain of his own house, obviously. Like, well, we're about if, to have a kid. At his house, everyone knows who the captain is because he's the only captain that lives at that house. It's just like we we say the cats when we're referring to our cats. It's a little different. It is a little different. Because he's you, like, you can call me, the, you can call me captain. I think and he said she's not his kid or anything. She's what is she's his last nanny. name? What's whose last name? The captain's. It's Captain something. Captain Von Trapp. Yeah, I think that's isn't that what he tells her to say? Call me Captain Von Trapp or something like that. Uh, I thought he's you said that she just said Captain. I think. Anyway, I think let's he move did on. Say Captain. Let's move on. Um, so okay, here's a question that I have for you that you might be able to answer for me. Okay. So the next scene is the dinner scene. Yes. Everybody's sitting down all quiet and but um but Maria talks. She's talking a lot. Or compared to everybody else she's talking a lot. Um why do half the kids start crying? Okay, so this is an old nanny trick that probably Maria taught me. <laughs> um what she's doing is guilt tripping the kids. That's what like, I thought it was, 100%. but it just 100%. It didn't seem like that earned. Like okay. I wasn't. Let me break this down for you. Break it down. This is this scene. Okay, no. Okay, okay. I'll let you break it down, but I I think I understand where you're going to go. Just saying up front that um, unless I'm missing a little bit, I don't think it was quite earned. But break it down for me. You don't think what was earned? The amount of guilt to make like three, who, how many of them, like three or four of them started crying? It was like all the younger girls. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so, but, 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 Break it down for us, so Anna. Break it down for the for the audience of how this nanny trick works. Okay, so she thanks them for the gift they left in her pocket earlier, and yes. the captain is like, "What?" Referring gift? to the frog. Yes. Yes. But she doesn't say that. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I think there's, they're all afraid that she's going to tell the captain what they did. Mm-hmm. And because they don't want to get in trouble. They're, they fear their father. Um, and Which, by the way, in this movie, we don't, we don't see any reason for them to actually fear him. It's just kind of... I think that it's just his authority yeah. and his unwillingness to show affection. Yeah. I don't think it's like a fear of abuse or anything like that. It's just a fear of him as the person that he is to them. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not a normal father-kid relationship. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So... Okay, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I interrupted you. Could Continue with the breakdown. Okay. So... She's thanking them for the gift that they left her. And the captain is asking questions about it. And they don't want her to tell him what it was that they did. And she knows that. So she has kind of an awkward conversation with the captain while being super nice to the kids about the frog and just saying kind of like saying the opposite of what she means. Like that was such a nice, welcoming, warm thing. Yeah. For me, right when I got here, and the younger kids are, I think, reacting to the fact that, one, they don't want their father to know, and they're afraid that that's going to happen, and two, when they realize that she is not outing them to him, um, they obviously feel super guilty for what she's, just because her reaction is not what they expected, Mm -hmm. because (coughs) I feel like... Any other nanny that they had before, probably in this situation, either A, told the captain and got them in trouble, which drove them further away from that person, or B, didn't say anything at all, let the kids walk all over them, and then got fed up with it when it got to be too much and left. So this is just a new thing for them that they're experiencing. And as a little girl, I remember watching that and completely understanding how they felt. I probably would have cried too. See, I... It's a girl thing. But it wasn't only the girls. Yeah, only the girls actually cried. None of the bo- none of the little boys cried? I don't think so. They look sad and upset, but only the girls actually cry. Oh, okay. But, okay. I still felt like it was a little much. I mean, I understand the dramatics behind it. I feel like... In reality, the kids might have been kind of like pouty and stuff, but they're just like bawling tears. Like they also had just put a pine cone on her chair. Yeah. So I think that they're. I think they're also just realizing, like as a kid, mentally, when you. I feel like there's a part of you as a child who is like always trying to get away with something. You know. Yeah. Like, do you remember that mischievousness? Oh yeah. So I think that they're also at the same time with those mixed emotions already. They're also thinking, oh my gosh, is our pranks not going to work on this one? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So they're feeling a lot of different things at the moment. Fair enough. That's the That's story the of being a governess. I nannied for <laughs> five years, and I don't think I've really ever guilt tripped the kids that much. Yeah. But I know the tricks, and I have no her to thank tricks. for it. Okay, so <laughs> so move, moving on, we go to um, the oldest daughter sneaking out. Yeah, Liesel. Liesel. She sneaks, sneaks out, out to meet a boy. A boy. Mm-hmm. And um, this is where we get the 16 going on 17 song. Now, this is the second song in the movie that I've heard before that I had no idea was from this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just noting that because I took notes of that. Yeah. <laughs> what do you, what, how, how do you like this song? Okay, so this song for me, looking back, 
as a kid, I felt totally different about it than I do now. Okay. So I see this song as a kid. I saw this song as like, wow, that's like the essence of romance. <laughs> you know, I was obsessed with like, I really liked Ariel. She was 16. She fell in love. She got away from home. Um, and this this movie also, I feel like, gave me that feeling of like 16 is the age where you're, it's okay to like just go meet a boy and get away. Yeah. And I, I kind of really thought that. I actually got engaged to a guy when I was 16 and we were engaged for a year and obviously it did not work out. We did not get married, thank God. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, I just, as a kid, I looked at it and I was like, this is so cool. And I, I still like the song. I think it's a fun song. See, when uh, when that song was going and when he, he was like, you're only 16 going on 17. Um, I am 17 going on I know, 18. but before he got to that line, I was like, how old is this guy? I'll like, I was thinking that that he was you. like in his early 20s or something and he's oh. meeting up with a 16 year old he acts like it exactly that's the way he treats he probably, her is so demeaning you know like um because she they're probably both in their they she was in her she was 21 when they filmed this yeah right? and um he was probably in his he's probably pretty early to mid to 20s too which was pretty common so but he looked more that age than she did you know yeah. she could pull off that team that up higher teenager age she looked a little older than 16 but um but yeah before she pulls he, off the youth really well though like in her expression yeah and her acting but before uh he got to that line i was kind of thinking like this is kind of a weird thing going on here so now watching that song for me that's how i feel too i i watch it and i'm like and i think that's how you're supposed to feel um but yeah i watch it and i'm like these lyrics are not good <laughs> like they are not the essence of romance. They are like he's talking down to her and she's just this wide-eyed doe mm -hmm. and she's just taking everything that he's saying for magical ponies and... Uh, During this scene, I literally paused the movie and I brought up... I went to YouTube on my phone just to see if anybody had taken this scene and cut out the music but kept sound effects in it because the part... When they're running and jumping around in the gazebo, I'm just thinking to myself, again, like when Julie Andrews is running up to the house, mm -hmm. I'm thinking to myself, like, like what are these people who are doing this in real life? And you don't have this music playing in the background. There's just these two people running around this gazebo. Like, you just hear the, their steps, like, and them breathing heavily and jumping around and... And going, do, 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 yeah, do, 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 exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You're just sitting out there. Somebody's just taking a walk through and they see them doing this in the gazebo. And then at the end of the song, he grabs her by the shoulders and he kisses her, even though the whole time he's, she's been kind of hinting that that's what she wants. And he's been like, no, you're too young. You're too young. But um, yeah, he grabs and her by the shoulders. He kisses her. He and, leaves, and, and then her as reaction. soon as he's out of the shot, she goes, "Wee!" <laughs> Which is the most realistic reaction ever put to film. I told Sean, that's what girls do after they get kissed for the first time. I don't think they literally do that out loud. They do. They wait till the guy's it, gone, and then they do that. They <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> If you say so, I'm not a girl. I'm just kidding. So After my first kiss, I that, think it caught me by surprise 
I was 15 and he just like kissed me without even thinking about it. Like he had definitely done that before, but I never had. And I was like, I was just stunned. Like I, we were saying goodbye. So he left like right after. And I was just like standing in the doorway. Like did, did a boy just kiss me? A boy just kissed me. I think I touched my lips and I was like, hmm, I don't feel any different. That's weird. You thought you were going to feel different? I just thought. I'm a woman now. I thought I'd at least be expecting it. Yeah. But it caught me off guard when it happened. Uh, but in any case. I had braces, man. <laughs> <laughs> I had braces, man. I didn't think any boys were going to kiss me while I had braces on. Uh, and they probably shouldn't have. I got them off when I was 18 and I feel like that would have been great if I could have waited that long to have my first kiss. But yeah, all about Anna's history and the I sound of music. So. <laughs> the sound of Anna's history. Um, but that part just, I, I think I paused during that too because I had to take a second. I don't know if I did. I feel like I did. But that part was just like so. That ins- was the part that you paused and started looking for videos. That was so insane. Yeah. That reaction. It's really funny. It's. I was laughing. I forgot about it. I hadn't, I loved this movie when I was younger, but I haven't seen it in like 10 years before now. So yeah. And that was pretty great. So we move on and she's, we go to uh, Maria's bedroom. Yeah. And she, uh, and um, the housekeeper is telling her that she's going to give her new drapes. That's the basic thing yeah. that you need to grab from that conversation. Otherwise, that's the only time you see the housekeeper really. And it's just kind of pointless. The rest is just like jibber jabber. Hey, after kissing the boy, the oldest kid, Liesel. Liesel. She comes in through the window. And the name's right here. If I just turn well, my head, I could see it. Maria is praying. Liesel. And she climbs through the window because it's the only open window. Yeah. Liesel explains that they used to climb up that way to play pranks on the governesses and then uh maria gives her some dry clothes and tell her that basically her secret safe with her just go change and then she'll hang up her wet clothes or she'll clean her wet clothes for her just put on these dry clothes and then there's a thunderstorm outside and then the little she kids start say, running in she does say were you out there alone and liesel nods and then she shakes her head like no i wasn't and so she does say that she's going to take care of her and then they're going to talk. Like they were supposed to have a conversation about why Weasel was outside yeah, with yeah, a boy. Yeah, yeah. But they never do because all the other kids get scared of the thunder and start coming in. Well, first it's like the little girl, the littlest girl. And then like Gretel, the second youngest girl. Mm-hmm. You and should look at their names. Well, I don't have them i don't know what age they all were i just remember that they kind of went into the room by age yeah like it started with the youngest and but it was all the girls the and then all the boys yeah and, then, and maria says now we just have to wait for the boys and one of the girls says but the boys are brave they'll never be in here and maria is so like sexist and maria maria's like you white they'll be in here and then they say they came in to protect the girls but really they were scared you know i don't think personally I don't. Were you ever scared by thunderstorms? I love thunderstorms, and I think I always have. Yeah, I don't think I was ever. I think lightning, like visual lightning, scared me as a kid. But thunder, the sound of thunder, never did. It's so relaxing, unless it's like really crazy thunderstorms. But I've only been in maybe two big thunderstorms in my entire life, mm-hmm. where it's just crashing and crashing, and it's nonstop. Then it gets a little bit scary. And I think that's kind of what they were going for. It's like a more intense one. But they're also in this huge empty house. Yeah. 
you know, that would be different too. And as, as a little kid in a big house like that, yeah, they're used to it, but it also is just a really big space. So, mm-hmm. and then to calm the kids, she sings. What does she sing? Uh, these are a few of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. I was trying to cue, I pointed to Anna to cue her, but she doesn't, she doesn't take to cues, I guess. <laughs> so this is the third and final song that I did not know was from this movie that I have heard. Yeah. Slash maybe have sang in choir. This song also, Alexis sings to Evelyn. We have a f- friend who we wa- used to, we haven't in a long time, but we used to watch their daughter um, occasionally. And yeah, Alexis sings it to Evelyn before bed. And you probably heard her sing it at some point. I would imagine that um, it's probably one of those kind of not fairly uncommon. It's probably like, the biggest lala- song in the whole movie as far as popularity goes. Yeah, And probably. Yeah. Um, so she calms him down with that. And then... It's a good song. And what happens next, Anna? What happens? The captain comes in. Yeah. He sees all the kids in there and tells them, well, he says he it's her fault. Like, he acts like it's her fault and says... The kids are supposed to be in bedtime is like strictly observed or something like that. Um, So he sends all the kids to bed and then they have a conversation. She asks him if she can have material to make. Well, he gives her material for her own dress because her dress is ugly. Um, Even though really it's not that ugly. Like she doesn't seem to mind and I don't really mind either. It's not ugly. Um, Shows what you know about fashion. Anyway, she wants to make the kids play clothes and he will not provide her with fabric for it. So he says goodnight to her, and after he leaves, she realizes that she has enough material in her curtains that are going to be replaced anyway to make them play clothes, and she she ends up making them play clothes for the next day. Yep. She probably stayed up all night doing that, making seven she kids. She made those really fast. She made them super fast. I wonder how she got all they her... They weren't wearing their... them the next day. It felt like... There's a time jump. Well, the captain... Because that night, the captain was leaving. He leaves to go visit the Baroness and then bring her back, and he's gone for the whole weekend. So I... And she has them ready. He's gone for longer than a weekend, isn't he? No. He just goes for a weekend, and then he brings her back. Oh. And the kids are playing outside the whole time he's gone. I, I assume that there was a small time jump. I don't think so. Because she had those all made for the kids, and... They also seem to all be a bit more friendly with each other as they're as they're um, out and about, you know. Yeah. They're like like in the town and yeah, doing stuff, just going around and having fun. There may be a time jump, but to me, it feels like it just magically she has the clothes done and it's just over a weekend. And then, um, so so yeah, they take the train into town and the take shows them doing some cool fun stuff blah 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 in town and then they come back and she well she takes them to the hillside where we first start the movie off right yeah and then um she teaches them how to sing yeah she's like you guys need uh sing a song for the baroness when they get back and they say they don't know how to sing. they don't know how to sing so she this is like the do she has her guitar with her i wrote do re mi song Mm -hmm. and um yeah that's do re mi fa sol la ti do. Yeah, see, the, that is not something that. Okay, okay. How? That's pretty. That that's a common thing, right? For learning music. Yeah, but I don't know if it comes from this movie or not. I don't think it does, but I wasn't expecting to see it in the movie. I think know? that the 
the doe, a deer, ray, a drop of golden sun. I think those are specifically this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Because because those exercises is something that I did in choir. Yeah. So. Yeah. In middle school choir with the same same teacher, Mm -hmm. which I never did those exercises in any other choir. They might just be from this movie. Not in elementary, because I took choir in elementary school, middle school, and a little bit in high school. Mm -hmm. And nowhere else did we do those, but middle school. Anyway. So that song, when I was a kid, that was my favorite one. Yeah. Yeah. But I never could memorize it. And now I think it's so easy, so simple to memorize. Nice. But yeah. And it's a, it's a fun one too, because that song and this whole part, you see a lot of Salzburg. And they, sh- they filmed on location, but watching it this time for me and seeing this part, especially when they're in the city, um, was kind of special because I have sort of a Instagram pen pal that I write to who lives in Salzburg. And so I've seen a lot of her pictures of that city and it was just fun to re-watch this after so long and to see yeah everywhere that she's been like i've seen i've seen a friend in all of these pictures in these places i remember you pointing it made it specific spots out and stuff yeah it made it so it made it feel familiar to me and that was kind of cool yeah and it makes me want to just go there and visit her because (laughs) it really it just seems like kind of a cool city and I like that they show it so much in the movie. Hmm. I like the part where they're ri- where they're all riding bikes, and it's definitely choreographed. But you can't, as a kid watching it, I didn't notice any of the choreography. I just noticed that they would look like they were having fun. I think it's a fun movie to watch because of the way that they s- are singing and performing. Sometimes mm-hmm. um, the kids all have amazing voices too. Yeah, right. For yeah. I don't know how to sing. Of they, course you don't. Here, here's a. Here's a do re me. Now um, let's go. Let's go record some albums. Yeah, I think they definitely had auditions for this movie that were singing based. Super believable. You think they did that in real life? What? Do you think they learned how to sing that fast in real life? No, I'm saying that their auditions for the movie definitely <laughs> had to include singing. I, I know. I know. This was a separate question. And so, then, and then we go on to meet the Baroness. Well, first. The captain and the baroness, and they called him his uncle, their kid's uncle, but he's not their uncle. He's just like a friend. Um, They're all in the car together coming home and having a conversation, and they pass the children playing in the trees, and she says, oh my, what's going on there? And the captain looks kind of embarrassed and like weirded out, and he's he's just like, oh, just some locals, some local urchins. Because they're climbing on the trees. Yeah, he, they There's just no way that no way <laughs> that those could be his kids. Yeah, he doesn't even recognize his own yeah, children because they're wearing the drapes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's pretty great. And then um, he and the Baroness are having a conversation that's kind of flirting as they're walking next to the lake, um, flirting with the idea of getting married, but not quite touching on it basically mm-hmm. and it's a long conversation yeah. lasts for a few minutes when the kids and maria kind of roll up in the rowboat good old-fashioned eight-person rowboat mm-hmm. which they all when they see the captain very smartly because you're you're always supposed to stand when you're in a boat all of them stand up oh yeah and the boat capsizes and actually a trivia thing that i didn't read off was that the littlest girl gretel yeah she couldn't swim at the time so they had planned for maria to um 
they planned for Maria to save her from the water when the boat capsized. Yeah. But in the second take when they did it, um, they landed on different sides of the boat. So one of the girls had to save Gretel instead. Oh, that's nice of her to save her. Yeah. yeah. And actually, I the trivia said that Julie Andrews felt guilty about that for years. But I don't really see why because it's not her fault at all. <laughs> Unless there's like more to it that they cut there in the movie or something. Um, so so then the kids go on go they go and sh- they we meet they meet the Baroness. There's introductions, right? Yeah. Well, the captain makes them get in line with his whistle again. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time they've been in, been in line for a minute mm-hmm. since he was gone. And he has them go inside, get cleaned up, and um, he wants them to meet back there. Well, he, but then he has a word with Maria and he's about to fire her. He actually does fire her. Yeah. Um, but then um, they hear the children singing inside and he's like, what is that? Who's singing? And she says, it's the children. And he's like... You skipped ahead of one thing that I wanted to mention. Oh, go ahead. Um, before that happens, like before they go inside, the that boy uh, has a telegram for him, right? At that part? Yeah, because after they meet the Baroness and before the kids sing for the Baroness, I have the the kid that... uh that Rolf. Uh, His name's Rolf. Rolf? Rolf? Rolf. <laughs> Rolf. Have, I, I think it was Rolf. He showed up and he had a he had like a telegram or something for the captain. And this is where the captain learns that he is being summoned. No, 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 no. That's way later. No, no, no. You're 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 right. You're right. Okay, what this is is Rolf is throwing pebbles at the window of the of the um daughter. Oh. And he actually has yeah, a Yeah, after the kids have gone inside, but before No, cuz yeah, that's right. And he has a telegram for the for the uncle character. Yeah, but for he For Max. He he, has he a was trying to Max. get he was there specifically for Liesel and then he sees the other guy and realizes, "Oh, I have a telegram for him. I'll just say yeah. that's why I'm here." Yeah, this is the first um hail, hail Hitler we have yeah. in the movie. Like the first sign of that. Like, yeah. Like there hasn't been any uh, Nazi mention or anything like that before this point. Right. But he gets nervous and uses it as a greeting. Yes. That's. Yeah. I wanted to mention that. Yeah. And then. And then this is the part where he like he fires her and then basically tells her to go get her stuff. And he hears the kids singing. Mm-hmm. And like she starts basically walking. You, you, you explain it. You explain it. Of how this scene plays out. Well. I just, I kind of did. The captain is like, who's singing? And she tells him that it's the children. And suddenly he looks really dazed and just captivated. And he walks in and sees them singing. And do you remember what song it was? They were singing The Sound of Music. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He walks in and sees them singing. And then he joins in because he knows the song. And too. they just stop. Yeah, they stop because they're all kind of stunned yeah. that he's singing. They were performing it for the Baroness, um, and then he just finishes the song, and um, it's a little awkward, but good. It's a little awkward, but like, like they all finish the song together, right? No, they they drop off, and then he finishes. Th- th- they pick back in a little bit. They do. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, they pick back in a little bit, and then um, so this kind of transitions into like a series, like like them all of a sudden like having fun and like bonding and stuff. And then um, 
They go to the puppet show where the kids and Maria are putting on a puppet show for the captain and the Baroness. A marionette show. Is that right away? I don't know if it was right away, but, you know, when, when I take notes, I kind of try to hit the stuff that really stands out. Not mm. like every single little detail. Because this is a, especially a movie like this, is a three hour long movie. Yeah. So, like right now, we're already an hour and 20 minutes into this podcast. Did you get Edelweiss on there? No, I because didn't. Because that's my favorite song in the whole so, movie. He sings no, that. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. A that's little bit after later. the puppet show. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure you had that Yeah, in yeah, there. I do have that. I didn't know the name of the song. I wrote down the captain's song. but um, mm-hmm. So we have the puppet show, which very well choreographed marionette show with... Yeah, like it's definitely not the kids who are doing all that. Like, I don't know where they found the time to rehearse this for them, but they definitely spent some hours on it. Um, and then, and then I got the captain song, Anna's favorite song. Yep. Fair enough. Good commentary. What's the old song? I feel like the. What are you trying to say? I was about to say I feel like our energy level just fell off a cliff. I'm sorry. Within the last like two minutes. Okay, so Edelweiss, I love that song and I love it when he sings it that first time and he goes through it once and then he sings it again with Liesl joining him. Yeah. And I just really love his voice in that part and her voice is really pretty with it. I like that it just sounds like a lullaby and I actually, I didn't even know we were going to do this song, this uh, movie this week, but... I learned this song last week so I could sing it to our baby and I've been singing it sometimes. So that's kind of fun. It's the first lullaby that I have learned specifically for that reason. So that's kind of nice. It's a really sweet song. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. It was, it was a nice song. Um, so after this, um, this is where... The Baroness wants to have a party. Yes, yes. That, to honor herself. <laughs> well, who wouldn't want to honor themselves? It's just funny that she like comes to his house and is like demanding a party to be thrown for her. But that's rich people. No, I shouldn't say that because it sounds snobby that's of me. That's rich people. But yeah, I mean, her character is a little bit snobby. And so that's her character. Yeah. So... And they throw a ball, basically. <laughs> What do you mean they throw a ball? A ball. A ball? Um, Are you taking that literally like a ball? Like a round ball? No, I remember um, as they were... I I pointed out during this part where they... they, um, What are you doing? they They were introducing people and they were standing by the door just like waving and... (laughs) How were they greeting people at the door? Remember I made a note of that, that next time we had to Oh yeah, that was funny. Um, I don't remember though. Anna. Sean, I'm pregnant. I have pregnancy brain and it's getting late okay. and I'm tired. Okay. This is... I love this you're re- podcast. You're ready to power through this? What? Let's speed round the rest of this. Do you, no, let's not do that. Let's not rush it, but... Uh, well, like I said... They were funny when they were saying hello to people as they came in. Yeah, they're they're just greeting every single person at the door and like kissing their hands. And- oh, she handed her them her hand like cupped. Yeah. And they had to kiss it. Yeah. They and he also kind of did the same thing in a weird way with like shaking their hands. It was like very formal looking and yeah, that's what it was. And then so um so this ballroom scene goes on for or this party ballroom scene goes on for a minute 
And then the kids are out in the courtyard outside kind of watching everything that's going on. And they want to they start dancing with each other. Mm -hmm. And then Maria shows up and then she takes over and starts dancing with one of the boys. Mm -hmm. And then the she's kind of teaching him. She's actually teaching him the dance that yeah, they're doing. Yeah, at the yeah, ball. that's right. That's right. She's teaching him the, the dance. The kids want to do the same dance. And then, and then the, the captain... He sees and he steps in. He steps in. Because the party isn't really his scene and Maria looks really cute with his son. So he's got to dance with her. And um, him and Maria have a little moment. Yes, they do. Yeah. They uh, they have this dance and then a little... little um, a little almost kiss pause kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And the Baroness sees and gets upset. She was pretty, pretty jelly about this. Super jelly, but with good reason. <laughs> and then so we fast forward just a little bit and then we get the goodnight song from the kids as the party's winding down and it's time for the kids to go to bed. I feel like this Good is a night. Yeah. Yeah, this is one this is one of the clips that I've seen you watch before, like on YouTube or something. Yeah. I really liked that song when I was a kid too. Um I'm trying to think like what my favorite one would be now, but I guess I don't have to think Like which about kid? That. No, which song in well, the, the movie? Well, oh, it's, which song? It in is the movie? it is Edelweiss, definitely. Um, so after this after the goodnight song, the Baroness talks to Maria in her room and basically... She guilt trips her she, into leaving. Yeah, yeah. There you go. She guilt trips her. <clears throat> she she tells her that she's noticed the way that she and the captain look at each other. And it's a very, like, condescending woman conversation. <laughs> Is that a realistic conversation that women would have? Yes, yeah. unfortunately. And then... Um, and then I noted that that there's a sad sound of music song. Yeah, because Maria leaves. She leaves in the middle of the night without saying goodbye. Mm -hmm. She's supposed to rejoin the party and the captain has just offered to, like he makes the butler clear a table for her or clear a space for her. Yeah, next that's to him. right. That's right. Because she's going to have, he was going to have her sit at his table too, which is kind of a because, big deal. Because Max invited her to dinner, yes. which she wasn't originally a part of. Yes. And he wants her to be his date. Yeah. But yeah, the captain's going to let her sit at their table. And from a, um, what would you call it? I don't know. From a rich people point of view, that's not cool to let your your employee sit with you at the party. Yeah. Um, so the butler is all like weird about it. And it's really <laughs> funny. Yeah. Snobby butler man who's like, uh, you know what he's thinking in that part? Do you remember the butler's face? What he's actually thinking is... I've worked here for 20 years and you've never invited me <laughs> to the table. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, so, yeah, um, he's he's definitely like, this is not how things are done. But it's brief. Yeah. So so Maria leaves and then it's like another small little time jump. It doesn't seem like that long at all. But there's the there's, kids are sad that she's gone. Yeah, The kids are sad that, that she's gone. But then there's this awkward scene where it's like the Baroness and Max are. I, I think it's Max that initiates it. But he's basically like sing a song for the Baroness. And that's where the sad. The reason sound he does that too is in. he's already been hinting through, since his arrival that he's looking for somebody to perform. Yeah. Um, for this concert that's coming up, and he kind of wants a a what a choral group. I couldn't say that for some reason at first. Um, and then he hears them sing, and he thinks they're great for it. And the captain tells him, "No, my family's never going to sing in public." 
But at this point, he's having them practice for the Baroness just to see Max them is. sing again because the dad he doesn't wants know them. about this. Yeah, Ma- the captain doesn't know about this. Max wants them to sing. They sing. It's very sad. They have. They do not want to sing for her. They don't like her. Maria's gone. Their <laughs> life's going to shit. <laughs> but um, and then and then the captain comes out and he sees what's going on. He kind of puts a stop to it and. But he's basically, this is where he announces that they're engaged to the kids. And the kids' response to this is to go give her a kiss on the cheek, like each one of the kids individually. And I just thought that that was so awkward. It is awkward, but it's kind of what's expected of them at that time. Yeah. And just in their circumstance. And so, so they each kiss her, and then the last one lingers a little too long, and the captain says, all right, and he pushes him away, and mm-hmm. it's funny. But... The thing that I like about this part of the movie is that Maria has just left and there's this pause almost. Like it feels like a pause in the story. And the thing I like about it is that you can see how the captain has changed because of Maria. And at the same time, he's not really acknowledging her anymore. He's just like, okay with the fact that she's gone. Well, it seems like he's just like, yeah, exactly. Like she's gone. Put that out of my mind. But... He hasn't, like, made things go back to the way they were before she was there. He's embraced what she brought to their home. Yeah. Um. That was super cute. (laughs) Sean just, he sprayed the water to scare the cat off the table, and the other cat is on the floor next to me looking all scared because they don't like the water bottle. And Sean just gave her thumbs up twice in sign language so that she would know that it wasn't her and she's good. <laughs> she's not getting sprayed with the water. Meh. Yeah. She's staring to... at me all wide eyed, like, are you talking about me and your podcast? Um Okay, enough about the cats. So 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 then we move on to the kids going to the monastery to try to see Maria. But they won't let her. Yeah, the they go like, they go into the city all by themselves. Down. And the nuns won't let them see her because she doesn't they say that Maria doesn't want to see anyone. They are shut down. Yep. Won't even let them in the gates. Um, even though they really beg and they make good points and everything. So so um, the mother abbess or however you say her name, she talks to Maria again one-on-one. And this is where Maria tells her that she might be in love with the captain, right? After the kid, after they, the nun shun, or push, tell the kids yeah. to leave. Then they tell her that the kids were looking for Maria. So she brings in Maria. It's like she's been insult like she's been by herself this whole time. That ain't healthy. Let me talk to her. Let me figure out what's going on. The head nun. Yeah. Yeah. Um Maria goes in there and then she's like, Hey, basically, there's weird feelings happening between me and the captain. So and the Baroness is a bitch. So <laughs> she never said that. <laughs> I had no. to I I had to leave. She basically tells her she had to leave because she felt like she was falling in love with the captain. Yeah. And she also felt like she it wasn't justified because she's a nun. This is basically exactly what I just said. Well, I just said it a I'm lot just, simpler and you were trying to rush and um, you didn't have to rush. But then uh, Mother Abbess sings her song. Also another, I don't like that song either. Which I don't know what it's called. Climb Every Mountain. I put Climb Every Mountain song. Yeah. Um, one thing I will note about this scene was there was a shot. There was a 
there was one shot during this scene where she was like looking out the window or something and the definition it was so good i was like Mm -hmm. how was this movie shot in 1965 there was a trivia on this specific part that you're talking about that i didn't read off and i i skimmed it i didn't read the whole thing but Actually, you know how you were saying um, in the street scene that they probably did it in a, like they recorded separately and everything? Yeah. In this trivia that I saw, it said that this song for her, she had trouble hitting her notes and it had to be dubbed. So I think a lot of the songs were actually performed live for this movie. I could see how some of them were. Yeah. For sure. But some of them, I don't think there's any way they could have done it. Yeah. You know, like, like the songs, like I said earlier, like the, the I don't Confidence know. song. That's something I don't we think can that look up been, later. Because the Confidence song was also like, the way that that was filmed was the course of an entire travel from the monastery to the Yeah, house. but you so just seen no the way. different parts. Uh, not to make it sound as smooth, as seamless as it did. But I just I'm going to look it up later. Far away from the mic. Um, so basically with this song, she <clears throat> convinces Maria that she needs to follow her heart and go back. She's kind of telling her, do the hard thing. Do the hard thing. See if there's anything there. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that, basically, is what she's telling her. But before Maria gets back to the house, we have that um, interaction where the kids come home and the captain's like, where have you been? And they're like, we're picking berries. And he's like, mm-hmm. where are the berries? Not- <laughs> For some reason, they don't want to tell him they were- went to see Maria. It's probably because they know that he just got engaged to the Baroness and they think he might be mad that they went to go see Maria when mm-hmm. they have a new mother. Yeah. But um, so so that, that whole barrier interaction scene, though, was pretty good. It was. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Lying about the berries. Yeah. And he That's kept, something kids do. And just asking simple questions that's poking holes in their lie. We were picking strawberries, but for some reason they were blue strawberries. Oh, the cold weather of the winter turned them blue. Okay, well, let me have one of these blue strawberries. Oh, well, we ate them. Well, All no. the thousands of berries, well, we ate w- them. W- wasn't it first like like we were picking strawberries or something? And he's like, it's not strawberry season. He's like, oh, mm-hmm. blueberries. Like, or, yeah, it was It, it was, was funny. funny. It was good. Um, and then Maria shows back up like towards the end of this scene. No, you know what it was? It was that they first they say blueberries and he says blueberries aren't in season. Then they say strawberries yeah, and he says right. he says you mistook strawberries for blueberries and they're like, well the weather <laughs> turns them blue because it was so cold this winter. And then the kid realizes how idiotic that sounds. Yeah, like four of the kids are like, oh my gosh, and roll their eyes like yeah. you're ruining it. Um, and Maria's back. And um, that's when Maria shows up and all the kids run to her. But then she quickly finds out that they're engaged. She didn't know that they're engaged. No. If she did, she wouldn't have come back. Yeah. She finds out they're engaged. And so she's basically like, I will stay until you're able to find a new governess. That's what she says. Yeah. Because he asks her to. He actually asks her really nicely if she will stay. And And he wants her to stay on, even though they have a new mother. I think you can tell that the chemistry isn't there, but... Yeah. And then it basically jumps to the night, and he's just, like, staring at her as she's walking around. She's walking in the garden, and he's watching her, and then the Baroness comes up behind him and starts talking to him, trying to get his attention. And he just says to her, 
let's just stop pretending, basically. He's, he tells her it's no use what she's doing, trying to get his attention, and that they shouldn't be together, because obviously he loves somebody else. And her reaction is so good. She's so just good. like, it's the best breakup ever. She's just like, say no more. I'll go. I hope you're happy with your life. And obviously she's sad, but she takes it like a champ. Yeah, yeah. And I like that about her character. Well, I don't know how she, I really felt like for her is more of a status thing. She like, says that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I don't think she was really sad. I think it was more disappointed. Of course she's sad. I think there's a part of her that really liked him. Well, really liked him, but I don't I think... I definitely didn't love him, yeah. but you can... She even talked had, about how rich he was. That's how stuff. all my boyfriends were before you, is kind of like... Yeah, I really liked them, and I was sad when when we broke up. But here we go back to the sound of I'm just the saying, sound of Anna's life. You know, like it wasn't love with any of them. I don't think, even though I thought it was. That's that's kind of how it goes sometimes. And then so after this breakup, the captain goes down and talks to Maria, and this is where they have their their talk. You know, yeah, they talked it out. He goes they, down and he talks to her. He tells her he's not engaged, and she's like, "You're not." And like they're at that point, I think it's obvious to both of them that they like each other, and and then this they is, have their song. They before the song though, they have their uh, they have they kiss. Oh yeah, they kiss, kiss, and then it feels pretty real too. And then they they share a nice old fashioned um, cheek to cheek face rub. They do. I yeah, totally have you ever noticed that. that in old movies how they would be like, oh yes, when they're showing affection towards each about. other, they like rub their cheeks together and they're like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. I that, that 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 gets me every time I see that. It's so so definitely dates the movie when you see that. You don't see that kind of. I don't I don't know why they did it back then. I know that there is a reason why because of what they could and couldn't get away with showing on film, I think. But back then, the rating system was like, it was probably pretty taboo for them just to have kissing in this movie. I don't know. And then the youth song. Youth song? Youth? Yes. About, so they go back inside and Liesl, has Liesl broken up with Rolf at this point? I don't remember. Yeah, I think so. I think uh, at this at this point, she when they were in town, I think it was she um, she ran into she crossed paths. Yeah, she crossed paths with him, and he completely snubbed her. Yeah, completely snubbed her, and he at this point he was like full blown Nazi. Yeah, he's he's a Nazi now, and he has more important things to worry about. That's what he tells her, and she wants him to come over and see her, and he's just like, yeah, I'm never doing that again. Yeah, and so she and hurts her feelings. She's pretty upset about this and her and maria share a nice song they do and i really like it's it's a continuation almost of 16 going on 17 but it is a different song too yeah um and she says basically um maria tells weasel to wait a year or two before she really tries to be romantic with anyone just grow up she tells her to grow up a little bit experience life a little bit and then she says i'll wait a year or two mm-hmm. and then i may and then i just made a general note here i like that part of the movie oh and their eyes their eyes are so oh, blue yeah because yeah, they're, they're surrounded by yellow like almost looking it's fake blue they're just so definitely blue. on purpose it's so cool but i i made a general note like i was saying earlier how i just i love the shadows in this movie 
Yeah. The the shadow work, like the way that the cameras framed with the shadows and the light and everything was that that song like in particular is just so it's cool how they staged it. Yeah. And with all the yellow furniture and yellow walls and yellow clothing that they're wearing and everything, there's just all yellow surrounding them and it makes their eyes pop. And then and then we take a big jump straight to the wedding. Yep. Yeah. They're getting married. They're just big jump to them getting married. Mm-hmm. Um, in the monastery, right? They're not in the monastery. It's in a Catholic church. It's, yeah, it's just in a church, but all the nuns are there. Mm-hmm. Um, With the long dress and the long veil. Yeah, but that, that whole wedding scene went pretty fast. Considering how long this movie is, that wedding scene was just a, was just a blink of the eye. Compared you know to what I don't like about that scene? What's that? As she's walking down the aisle, how do you solve a problem like Maria is playing? Yeah, aren't they singing it? Aren't the nuns singing? Or they're not like literally singing it there, but they're singing the song. That's kind of what I got. You know what I mean? I think it's supposed to be that, but it bugs me that that's her song while she's walking down the aisle. That felt really out of... That's kind of... That that felt weird, for sure. Yeah, Yeah, I agree with you on that. And then... um. And then we jump to seeing a lot more of the Nazi occupation. They're going their honeymoon. And then like this is where like the Nazi imagery starts really popping up. And like, you know what? And I think you're right about the time jumps because there definitely is a time jump here when they're on their honeymoon. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because they're gone for a couple months. It says like it says they're gone a couple months, like a long time. Yeah. Together. Um. So a lot a lot happened this end all happens pretty quickly actually compared to the compared to the rest of the movie besides the festival kind of drags a little bit but um I took a note about how the kids are just straight up calling her mother now at this point mm-hmm. and also how they are um so the captain gets orders that he needs to report report to Germany but he's like I don't want any part of this war I don't want to. I don't want to be a Nazi. Basically, you know. Yeah. And so they go to sneak out. They, they want him to join the, the Nazi party. Yeah. yeah. And so they're they make a plan to leave to sneak out of the country, and they get caught as they're leaving, and they make as they're leaving their house, they get caught. Yes, yeah, so they're leaving their house. They get caught. But they come up with the excuse. At this point, Max has signed the kids up to sing in the festival. Mm-hmm. And so... The Which cap- they weren't going to go to. Yeah, they weren't going to go to at this point. They were going to sneak out and just... But the captain um, explains to... I don't know who what he is exactly. I forget. But the guy who catches them, um, he explains to him how he's... The, you should say air something. I know. There's a lot of names on here. Um, yeah, I don't know. Okay. In either case, um, he explains to him how the, the Von Trapp family is headlining the festival. Or they're, they're, they're taking part in the competition and the festival. And um, so he's like, all right, well, we'll go. We'll do the festival to show that everything's still normal here. Nothing's mm-hmm. weird. And then you'll come with us. So the festival We should happened. note, too, that earlier at the ball, this that guy, the Nazi, he was there. And the captain insulted him. So the captain's kind of been on his radar already, which yeah. is probably why he was watching his house. Yeah, yeah, that makes yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Good call. Um, so they're singing at the festival. It's kind of like a comp- kind of like a uh, competition, like a talent, like a singing competition. And then um, I got tea, bread, and jam song on here. That's Dory me. They sing a different yeah, version right, of yeah. it for. They kind of remix it for the festival. 
Yeah. And at this point, the family has made another plan, basically, to um, get enough time towards the festival to sneak away. Because they're being watched. Afterwards. Afterwards. After they sing, what happened was Max, who's kind of hosting the event, he comes on stage and then he announces the third place winner, the second place winner, and then the first place winner. And he knows the plan. So he's trying to keep it kind of slow while acting like he wants it to go quickly at the same time and he does a really good job of playing that role in the movie yeah so as they're announcing the first couple winners or the third and second place winner the family's escaping you could tell too he was almost hoping that the judges i'm sorry to interrupt you you can tell he's like almost hoping that the judges don't pick them even though um them picking them originally was what he wanted because he would be able to sign them and get more money and everything and um, now, as they're fleeing, you can tell that when he gets that card and he sees their names on it, he's kind of like, oh, no, <laughs> like I have to announce them and it's going to alert the Nazis and yeah, they're going to go after them. Um, so they hop in a car and then they take off and the nuns sabotage the Nazis cars. Well, that's later on. They I, I jumped a little bit. You just jumped a tiny bit. They they hide in the monastery yeah. first. Yeah, that's right. Before they, they hide in the monastery. And so that they can get a new car probably yeah. that the Nazis don't know about and because they do they do change cars there. So, do you want to I was going to say as they're hiding um in the monastery, uh what's his face find actually finds them. Rolf's face. Rolf. Yes, Rolf. Rolf is with the Nazis trying to get them. Yeah. They're hiding in the monastery behind some big gravestones. Yeah, I don't know it's what like those a, were exactly. It's I don't weird. think they're gravestones. I think that they're just more kind of like. It looks to me that's what they look like, but they're structures. on the roof, so that doesn't make any sense. It's like a. Well, it was definitely a little graveyard, but what they're hiding behind weren't gravestones. Are you sure? They're like huge plaques. Yeah. They were really big ones and they were behind a fence because probably they were older. Yeah. I don't know. But, and then at this point, they have a bit of a standoff. Yeah. Well, between the captain and Rolf. A bunch of the Nazis are there trying to find them and then they leave. And Rolf stays behind because he hears Weasel gasp when she sees him. Mm-hmm. So he stays behind and hides behind one of the weird plaque gravestone things. And when the family comes out, he catches them, but he's on his own. So the captain tries to convince him while the Maria takes the kids away down to the car. The captain tries to convince him that he will just to let them go, basically, and actually to come with them. Yeah. He says, come with us. You're not one of them. Um, And the kid is pointing the gun at him and he finally is able to get the gun away from him. And his mistake is he says, you'll never be one of them to Rolf. Mm -hmm. And I think he means it as a compliment almost. Like he wants Rolf to be good and he sees good in him, even though he's a Nazi. Yeah. Um, But Rolf definitely takes it as like a challenge and he calls the other the other Nazis immediately. He just it's like you see the change on his face where he just sees it as an insult. Um, And his his attitude is kind of sad. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So they have to flee the area and Rolf Rolf, like starts starts screaming that they're there and then the captain runs down and they hop in the car and then this is the part I was thinking of where they take off in the car Mm -hmm. and it shows the nuns had sabotaged the Nazis cars so they can't follow them yeah 
Yeah, they say that they've sinned and then they ha- hold up the car parts. Yeah. It's pretty funny. And then I don't have any more notes after this. Is this basically the end of the movie? Well, Is there any what else happens after this part? The nuns the nuns had told them that all the roads were closed and everything. Um so they decide that they have to walk up over the mountains and they they flee. They drive the car to the mountains, they walk up over the mountains and walk to Switzerland, which is way too far in reality, but that's their plan in the movie. Yep. When in re- reality, they took the train to Italy and then they flew eventually to America. The end. I wonder if their family is still here. I would imagine. I mean, you never know, I guess, but... Yeah, I kind of wonder now. The end. Annabelle told me that she's never seen the movie. My pen pal who lives in Salzburg. Yeah. And she doesn't have anything against the movie, but she hates the tourism that it's brought because it brings mass tourism to Salzburg. And she says the people treat it like Disneyland, basically, when it's really a real city where people live. Yeah, I've always kind of had mixed um, mixed thoughts about that kind of stuff. You mm-hmm. know? Like I lived in Vegas for a few and it's different, obviously, because Vegas is a tourist town. But, you know, a lot, you know... Um, a lot of those places that have the touristy stuff, mm-hmm. it's it really helps their economy. So it's kind of one of those, I hate it because it's kind of annoying, but at the same time, I see the necessity behind it. She just doesn't like the disrespect that the tourists bring Which when, under, they, yeah. when they come in on mass levels like that. that yeah, that's understandable. Um, she, I was going to say something else that she told me. She's interested in the movie and stuff. The The interesting thing she told me was that most Austrians didn't even know about the movie until the tourists started showing up. They all, the, like, they know the story of the family and everything, but they yeah. didn't know that the movie was made until tourists just started showing up afterwards because it was so popular. Nice. All right. That's the rundown. Yep. Time to move on. Now it's time for do 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 Google Play reviews. <laughs> So when I do where I get to sit back and relax when I do the Google Play reviews, Anna kind of prefers it when I do just like the best reviews. I like to have a variety of reviews. I never said that. She has gone in on my case a little bit when I read a bad review for a good movie. No, no, I have not. Okay, maybe it's when I read a review that had nothing to do with the movie, but they just wrote a review on it. That sounds accurate. (laughs) Okay. Best musical ever. What can I say other than it's my favorite movie ever? It has everything in it, from romance and music to humor and suspense. What's there not to lo- not to love about it? Great for the whole family. They don't make oh. movies like this anymore. Five stars by Jamie L.F. That reminds me of something I wanted to say. What's that? I really like in this movie how the occupancy of with the Nazis yeah. is addressed. Because um, watching a kid... And watching this, I, watching this movie as a kid, I obviously hadn't learned about the war yet, about World War II, so I didn't really understand that stuff that much. But I like actually it more because they they've written all of that stuff in just kind of subtly, yeah, as if the viewer already knows about Austria's position in the war and what was happening they kind of just approach it like we already know what's going on Mm -hmm. and i really like that about it because it kind of feels um when you're watching it it feels like respectful in a way of the history itself and the way that people really would have reacted yeah um 
But it also feels kind of just respectful to everybody. It's like we're not bashing the Nazis right now. <laughs> we're just telling a story. Yeah. You know, like, and um, I, f- I don't know, like you, you watched the, um, I'm not saying Nazis were good people or that anything they did was justified or anything. I'm just saying like having that attitude towards things all the time. I feel like there's a lot of movies that are just like, those are the bad guys. We're going to make them the bad guys. You're, we're, you're going to see how they're the bad guys. Well, they, they made them the bad guys in this movie. They did, but they, they just showed, uh, they, sh- they showed it on a level that, it was it was just like I don't know what I'm trying to say. Well, the whole Nazi thing was a B story to this movie. Yeah, you know, it's not like it was the focus of the movie or anything. That's like what that. I'm. So that's what I'm saying. It's just that it. So they didn't really was, have to go too in depth about it. We just needed to know the characters we needed to know. Yeah. To push it along. The other line I really like too in it, um, towards the end, is when. Um, somebody is trying to tell Maria that she should try to change the captain's mind so and have him go um, and just like pretend. And Ma- she, Ma- Max is trying to tell her that basically that he needs to play ball with them, yeah, so that nothing bad happens to the family. Yeah, but she says just a one-liner. I can't ask him to be less than what he is. Yeah, and Max is just like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I like that part a lot. Nice. Sorry to interrupt you. All right. Second I just, review. I had to, I had to say that because it's important. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Second Google Play review, number two out of five. Okay. Sound of boring. I only put one star because the clothes are hilarious and I couldn't do any less. Dot, dot, dot. So happy. I hate it. One star by Canadian Hockey 2 That guy sounds like a loser. <laughs> okay. The pretty girl ever. A new girl came to a school and fall in love with his handsome teacher. And the teacher fall in love with her starting in a dance party. Five star. <laughs> Sean. <laughs> this, was a re- this was a review on it. <laughs> Do you want me to read it again? No. So that you could understand it better? It was terrible. <laughs> very boring. Too much singing. Not good storyline. Overall, very dumb. One star. I don't think that person knows their history at all. (laughs) The Sound of Music is the first movie I ever saw at a movie theater. It is such a creative and wonderful movie. The music alone makes it worth seeing, but the storyline is riveting. And to think this really happened. Movies don't get any better than this. It is my all-time favorite. Five stars. Pretty cool. Do-do-do-do-do-do. Those are the Google Play reviews. (laughs) And Anna... It's time to ask the question, is this a classic? Definitely. Definitely? Yeah, this is pretty easy. Definitely a classic. I didn't think I would like this movie as much as I did, but I rather enjoyed it. Good. Um, yeah. Favorite character? Favorite character? Are you going to rate this movie? Yeah. Five well, stars. Five stars. Mm-hmm. Anna loved. Anna said this movie is mind-blowingly amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. um i really enjoyed this movie i'm gonna give it four stars okay so i think it's a great movie but yeah it's kind of what i was hoping you would feel yeah yeah um favorite character man this movie has so like this movie has a pretty decent cast Mm -hmm. i don't know who my favorite character is i haven't really thought about it at all um i don't know what about you why don't you go first i like maria the best maria's the 
it's kind of like the she last the movie. center of the movie. It's kind of like when we did Indiana Jones. It's kind of like, it has to be indie. Yeah. It's kind of how I feel with this movie. None of the kids really stood out this to me. This movie is not this movie without any of the characters. I, They're all important. I, I like... I like the the character arc that the captain takes. Yes, I I love the captain too. He's he's really uh, great. Yeah, when the movie first started, I didn't think that I'd end up liking the captain as much as I did by the end of the movie. Um, you know what? I think I'm gonna go with the captain. Okay. I did, I I think that he had the the most like the I think he had the best character arc. He does. Yeah. And it's it's funny because when I think about it, I want my favorite to be the captain. But it's Maria because I relate to her so much. Yeah. Um, and I just love Julie Andrews' voice. I love it. <laughs> so she has to be my favorite. When I was a kid, Liesl was my favorite. But now it's Maria. And I think it would be Maria for a lot of people. Yeah. It would be the captain for a lot of people, too. Probably. Maybe. I think for most people, it would be Maria. That would be my guess. Yeah. Um, All right. And now this is the part of the podcast where we talk about the news regarding this property today. If there's any remake news or anything having to do with any recent news. And with this movie, I could not find anything. No news. They're never going to remake this movie. (laughs) No. They can't. You know, they they did like a... um, Like... Oh, crap. What, how long ago was it? So, I want to say 2013, 2012 or something like that. Maybe a little earlier than that. They did a TV, a live TV event stage performance of it. They've done stuff like that. But yeah, no, nothing as there far are, as film goes or anything like that. I think that. it's a show, too. Like, like a, a Broadway show? In a theater, yeah. yeah. A theater show. Um, okay. Well, that's that. Um, next week. What are we watching next? So this it's my turn to choose, and I um I'm gonna kind of go the complete opposite direction of this movie. So they recently reviewed the first trailer for the remake of Suspiria, the 1977 horror movie. Now, just so people know, Suspiria is rated R, and it and here's the quick uh synopsis on it. An American newcomer to a prestigious German Ballet Academy comes to realize that the school is a front for something sinister amid a series of grisly murders. So I like horror movies a lot and there's a handful of classic horror movies that I still haven't seen. Anna's a little bit nervous to watch this movie, but we'll see how it goes. Now, I looked to see where we could find this movie, where we could watch that. The only place online is a website called tube tube tv t-u-b-i-t-v one word dot com it's it looks like a it's a legit website 
it's free to watch with ads. I couldn't find it on anything else though. So unless you have like a DVD copy or VHS, you can watch it for free on 2BTV.com. And it looks like she wants to say something. I have to be honest, I'm not excited for this movie. But I'm sorry. I'll play along. <laughs> the new one looks really scary and I kind of don't want to watch it even though it has a lot of amazing actors in it. Yeah. So usually when they remake an older movie, the older one is really scary too when it comes to horror movies. Like, so here's the thing about horror movies. Some are really good and most are really bad as far as production and acting and all of that goes. And I feel like in general, the really good, scary, amazing ones are the ones that get remade. So I kind of think it's going to be terrifying. And I'm kind of worried about it because <laughs> I don't I well, don't do well with we'll horror see. sometimes. It, it had it has if I remembering correctly. Here, let me double check real quick. I think that the Rotten Tomato score for it was ninety two percent. Hang on, one second. But so are those normal people or people who like horror? So they're regular movie critics. 1977, Suspiria. Yeah, it has a 92% on the tomato rating. Um, heard some people say that they weren't crazy about it, but it has a 92%, so we're going to check it out. That's that. Um, okay. Okay, let's close. Let's finish this up. Just a couple more minutes. Um, you can follow us, <clears throat> Classic Movie Night Podcast, on Instagram. We have a Twitter, but I'm kind of working on updating that and getting that going right now so right now instagram's kind of our main social media um do you have anything that you want to plug for this week any shout outs for anything anything you've watched we haven't gone to the movies because um anna's a little concerned about what the baby could handle in a movie theater so we're gonna check with the doctor on monday and see if we're good to go to the movies or not when we saw deadpool i could feel the baby moving around like crazy and it made me feel really sick too and i got through the movie but at that point it was when the baby should be just starting to be able to hear and i feel like the movie was too loud and it was like writhing and crying inside of me um (laughs) so i know that sounds really dramatic but that kind of freaked me out so i want to figure out what to do about that before i see another movie really yeah so what i i yeah i don't know i don't really have i haven't really been watching much this week or the only content really i've taken in is um i've just been watching a lot of e3 stuff a lot of video games related content and um watched the first episode of rapture on netflix it's a documentary where each episode follows a different rap artist and the first episode was about the artist logic which i thought was a very very good documentary we watched that together and it was really good um other than that i don't think i have anything i watched mulan last night yeah. In the 90s. I, and I fell asleep watching uh, Inception last night. <laughs> <laughs> you um, didn't get very far. They were, it was like they were just getting on the plane. Well, that's like a 15 hour long movie. <laughs> um, that's it, right? Yeah, that's it. I can't think of anything to Yeah, I mean, we're already, um, this is already the longest podcast we've ever done. So it's hopefully it's the it best up. too. I feel like we did pretty good. I'm tired. It's Aside from us being really tired. It's past my bedtime. So. Good night, everybody. Thanks for coming. Good night. Good night. So long. Farewell. I'll be just saying good night. I hate to go and leave this pretty sight. 
Must I? 